Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Angie, Estimate Rocket, and Paint Supply. Welcome back to the third episode in our five-part series that we're wrapping this year up with all about professionalizing your business. If you missed the last two weeks episodes, uh, as we talked through financial and marketing professionalization, I encourage you to go back, check it out sometime. These episodes don't build on one another like some of our other series have. Uh, So just go back, listen to it at some point. You can still listen to this one uh, if you're interested in learning about estimating and sales. Uh, And so the five areas, if this is your first episode that we're covered in the series, is finances, marketing, estimating, and sales operations and recruiting. Uh, And so each week we're kind of going a little bit more in depth talking about the three to five things. Uh, So far it's been four every week. It might continue that way that you should be doing uh, to if you're looking to run a professionalized company, a business system, really feel like you have everything together. You're treating your business like a business, right? We tried to simplify this down to what are the few things in each of these areas you should be doing if you truly are wanting to treat your business like a business, right? So don't let the term professionalized company uh, intimidate you. We're kind of sticking consistent with the lingo here at the Painting Contractors Association and and our partnership with those guys uh, as well that they're using on the professionalized business terms. So um, like I said, we're halfway into it. Today's episode three of five, and we're gonna cover estimating and sales professionalization and really what you can expect here today is what are all the things you should have in place? What should you be doing uh, to show you have a professional and efficient sales process and journey for you and your customers, right? And how do you even make the most of the leads you're getting, right? Especially if you're spending thousands of dollars a month on advertising because you have big growth goals or that's just where your company is, right? We wanna make sure you're being efficient with those leads. That's why we want your closing rate typically to be between 50 and 65%. That's like a good sweet spot of you're being efficient with your leads, but you're not leaving money on the table, right? Uh, and it's some, you know, some people need it to be higher, some people a little bit lower, right? But like as an average, we shoot for that 50 to 65%. That tells us you're being pretty efficient, but you're still pricing things at a profitable state that you're not leaving money on the table. And so the four things we're gonna cover today is gonna help you hopefully beef up your estimating and sales system, but also just make sure if you're like, hey, I really wanna focus on estimating and sales here throughout the winter time or as we head into 2024, these are the four things I would recommend spending your time on and making sure we've really got buttoned up to show you're treating your business like a business from the estimating and sales side and the experience your customers are getting. So I hope it helps. Thank you guys for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. So as we talk about the four things that you should be doing on the estimating and sales side of your business, um, it was kind of hard to pick four things. I'm gonna try not to go off on too many tangents here, right? Um, we're kind of taking a lot of our one hour workshops we do at our Sherwood Williams events, and like breaking it down into a 20 minute podcast episode. So I could talk for hours about a lot of this stuff, uh, but I'll save that for Friday when I'm out in Kansas City with my friends out there at Sherwood Williams this week. So I guess last week by the time this episode comes out. Um, But here's the four things, right? I want to start out number one. We're just going to dive right into it for time's sake because we all know I'll get long-winded and run off on some tangents. Number one, we need to have an estimating numbers system in place for our business. Uh, And really what an estimating numbers system is, is having standards together for each and everything that you paint 
right? Every scope of work, everything you're going to do in your business that the clients are going to pay you to do, right? You should have standards in place of how long it takes you and what's the charge on that, right? What's the cost of it? Um, this Having this system in place will allow you to efficiently, but more importantly, confidently take numbers at your estimates, okay? I always tell people, and I'll kind of give you a couple ideas here on, on how you can do this, but like as a kind of a big picture overview, right? Getting the numbers together at your estimates should be so systematic that it is 25% of the time you're at their house, right? So if you block off an hour, you shouldn't spend more than probably 15 minutes getting the numbers together for it, right? Obviously it's gonna scale a little bit based on size of the project, scope of work, right? And everything with that. But for most estimates, I would say, you know, our average job size when I had elite painting was probably, um, I know this is a big range, but probably three to $7,000, right? We'd get you know, a little bit over, you know, some six, $7,000 projects in there. We'd get a lot of three to, you know, 5,000. Obviously we'd have some thousand, $2,000 jobs thrown in there too, but probably three to 7,000, right? It, it, we weren't doing huge projects. We weren't doing all, you know, nothing but small projects. And I would go do an estimate in that range in 30 to 40 minutes, right? And that was doing a walkthrough with the homeowner. I'll talk about sales process here in a little bit. Doing a walkthrough with the homeowner, getting my numbers and presenting the estimate to them all in 30 to 45 minutes. And I could leave there with everything being done except maybe a follow-up and knowing that I gave them a good confident bid because I had our numbers so dialed in. And so that's the big picture of it, right? I want you to spend the majority of your time building a relationship with the homeowner. I think just about everybody listening to this probably practices the relationship selling, right? You're not the sales technique guy. You're not throwing out all kinds of stuff. It's built on relationships, right? You want to get them to know, like, and trust you. And in order to do that, you can't spend 90% of your time at their house doing your numbers, right? Or writing everything up. Uh, and so I think it just is a foundational point of view, having a good estimating number system where you can take your numbers on the spot there and be efficient and confident in them is key. Um, we have a Google sheet that we use internally for our clients that I use whenever I had my business um, that, you know, we have an exterior tab, an interior tab, we have a kitchen cabinet tab, you can customize um, everything on there to where it was easy for me to walk through as I was walking through their house, right? I knew a bedroom was six hours for two coats on the walls. And so I had my iPad with the Google sheet up and, you know, I'd say, you know, master bedroom or, or, you know, spare bedroom one or whatever, right? Whatever I would title it. And I would put six hours in for the walls an hour and a half for the ceilings, an hour for the baseboards, you know, whatever we're doing in that room. And it would start to build my price for me as I went, right? Because I had all the formulas put together for this. Um, and so I would just walk through the house. Okay, boom, here's this, here's this, right? Oh, we got, you know, outside, we got a thousand square feet of siding on the front of the house. So that's going to be, you know, 10 hours or eight hours, depending on what type of siding it was. Like, and as it would go through, it would start calculating the price to where I get done walking through the house, putting my numbers in. And it tells me that the job is, $6,000, right? Based on the hourly rate, the, the dollar cost of the paint we were using, like everything that we put into it, our markup, anything we wanted, it gave me the price, right? Now, obviously, sometimes I would maybe up it a little bit. Uh, maybe I felt like, ah, man, I really overshot paint throughout the whole thing. Maybe I can knock off a couple hundred bucks, right? If I'm trying to get down, uh, like say it came out to 7,200, I'd knock it down to 69.95, right? Just psychologically, that looks a lot better. You know, and if I felt like I had some wiggle room in there, I would do that. So I would always adjust it a little bit at the end. Um, but it, for the most part, it would build it as I went, right? So you need to understand the production rates. You need to understand standards. This will take time to build, but just start somewhere, right? Start documenting these standards out, start putting them together, start trying to use them when you go do estimates. Um, and I think that'll help a lot, right? So number one, have an estimating numbers system, a way to systematically take your numbers 
on the spot at the estimate where you are. All right, number two, you should have a professionalized sales presentation. And what I mean by that is you should have a way to present the estimate to them in a professional manner, right? So a lot of times this is software, um, you know, whether you're using something like Jobber, Drip Jobs, Paint Scouts, you know, whatever it is, right? Wherever you're creating your estimates on and presenting to them, um, this is, you know, something you need to be utilizing, right? Um, and I'll go through the, the third point here, kind of these two tie together a little bit, probably too much. Um, but with this, right, this should kind of be the spot where you have all your estimates, all your invoices, all the information, right? You should have something you use to organize all your customers, all your estimates, everything, right? And then obviously that's gonna translate into a prof professional presentation to them. Um, I think a couple of like big things on this, and this is why I split them up in two different things. So I'll talk more about the, the presentation piece of it here in a second. Um, but when I talk about the professionalized sales, you know, process presentation. I think there's a couple of things you should be able to do. And most of these platforms do that. Uh, number one, you should have a way to attach pictures and clarification points, whether you're using something like company cam, whether you're, you know, marking it up in, in you know, on your phone, iPad, whatever you're using to take your estimates. Like just to, if there's any clarification points on where things are stopping, where colors are stopping, you know, I know as, as you're, you're doing like painting stairwells down into basements, right? Okay, where are we cutting it off at unless we're painting the basement too? You know, all those little things, right? Because I think that just shows you're on top of it. It eliminates questions whenever your guys come back to produce the jobs. Um, and I think it just, again, looks professional and it builds trust, right? They're like, oh, hey, they know exactly what they're talking about, right? All the little things, you know, if there's a, a, a stress crack, right, in the drywall or something, you know, take a picture of that, make sure make a note, hey, we're gonna repair this before we paint it, like all the little things, right? Because again, you're setting yourself up for success in production. With that, I think you should also be able to, to attach in um, some other, documents alongside the estimate, right? So number one that we say is like an expectation sheet, right? We have one for interior, for exterior, for kitchen cabinets, like every area of, of things we did. Those are our three uh, main bread and butter things when I had my business. And we had an expectation sheet that we sent out that was, here's, I think we titled it or we called it, um, here's what you can expect from us, here's what we ask of you. Right, it was kind of an expectations sheet on their part, but I wanted to say that nicely. Um, here's what we ask of you, right? It was take down pictures off the walls. Uh, anything you're gonna rehang, leave the nail or the screw in it. Anything that you want spackled, pull it out and anything we see a hole, we're gonna fix it, right? Just all the like frequently asked questions that people would ask, I just put it into a document to send along and it cut down on 90% of the questions and clarifications, right? They knew exactly what we were gonna come in and do. You know, we talked about uh, protecting furniture, drop cloths, you know, we take off the outlet covers, put them back on, like all those things, right? But we needed them to move the breakables. Uh, we needed them to take the TV off the wall, like all of those things we didn't wanna mess with liability-wise. If, if we could, right, there'd be some um, exceptions based on the clientele. Um, and by that, I mean, if they were <laughs> older people in life, we might do a little bit more for them if, if they, you know, it was gonna be a convenience thing. But we would send that out with all of our estimates, right? We have some clients that will send out like, hey, here's our process, right? If we're doing it next year, here's what we're gonna do, right? We're gonna wash it, we're gonna scrape it, we're gonna sand, we're gonna caulk, we're gonna prime, have a little bit of education on each of those areas. Uh, maybe send out those product data sheets like from Sherwin-Williams, right? The the guide about duration, the benefits and, and why we're using duration and not you know, A100 or something else. Um, just anything that's gonna set your company apart, you should be able to attach in with your estimate. Again, a lot of these platforms are doing that, um, but I think that that just really goes a long way because again, it's that separation from what everybody else is doing, right? Maybe a copy of your insurance would be something else. 
Um, point number three, thing number three you should be doing, uh, which is again, that's why I kind of tabled this for a second. You should, and I'm gonna get some pushback on this. I'm already prepared. You should be doing on the spot estimate presentations with your clients, okay? I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna let you curse me out for a second. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna let you just get it out of your system why you think this is stupid or why you shouldn't do it, whatever. That's fine, it's your opinion. Even if it's wrong, it's still your opinion. Um, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, that was rude. But also, that's like one of my favorite things to say, like, hey, your opinion's valid, it just, even if it's wrong, it doesn't matter. Um, here's why this is so important to me. I think when we capture the whole sales process at one time, I think there's a lot more power in that than the break between you leaving their house and you sending over an estimate at some point within 24, 48, 72, 96, you lost me, 120 hours afterwards, right? Um, here's why, let me, let me make this clear. One, we have plenty of clients, I know plenty of people that still sell at that 50 to 65% or more rate that I talked about earlier, okay? So I don't believe this is 100% dependent on closing rate. But I do believe if you're not doing that and you do some of the things we're talking about in this episode and you do what I'm gonna cover here, I do think you'll increase your sales rate at even five to 10%, right? Just the little things. And, and here's why I say this. Again, we're all about professionalization. I, I've said many times, I've built my entire business off of professionalization, communication, showing up, doing what you said you were gonna do. That's what I built Elite Painting on because it's common sense to me, but not everybody else that's in the painting industry. If you're listening to this, you don't apply to that. I'm talking about everybody else out there you're competing with, the chuck and the trucks. Um, I say this nicely, go to a Sherwin-Williams Pro Show and you'll see the people that come out for the free beer and free lunch. Those are the people I'm talking about, okay? Probably not you listening to this. Um, here's why I think it's so important. Again, it's setting yourself apart. And I think it encaptures that sales process altogether. Um, I'll go through the sales process here in a second and point number four, but here's what I believe. I believe you show up, you build a relationship, you get to know them, you do a lot of the right things, right? They like you, they're excited about it. They Remember, they called you to come give them a quote. You didn't force this upon them, most likely, hopefully not. They called you, they want a price for your services yet we're not doing that while we're there right now. If you're building something, you're remodeling, you gotta build a deck, you gotta do a lot of research, it's gonna take time, you gotta put a mock-up a mock together, you gotta research all the stuff you're gonna need. There's a, a lot bigger project there than that. Painting is pretty straightforward, right? Especially when you have your data rates together and everything we talked about earlier. And so, so honestly, I think we need to do that because I think when, when we go through and do everything, you know, we, we talk to them, we get, we do a walkthrough, maybe we get our numbers while we're there. And then we say, great, I'm gonna email this over to you within 24 to 48 hours. What I believe happens is every hour you're gone, they forget how awesome you were, they forget how much they liked you, they forget how much they, how comfortable they felt, how much they trusted you, right? That wanes on over time. And the longer it takes for you to send your bid over, the more disconnected they are from that great 20, 30, 40 minutes they spent with you there at their house, right? And more than likely, if you just send it over to them, you're they're gonna look at it probably at a time, you know, let's just say busy families, everybody's freaking busy nowadays, that they're making dinner, eating dinner, at their kids' t-ball game, sitting at a practice, doing something where they're gonna look at it, they're gonna scroll all the way down to the price, they're gonna forget everything else you put in there, they're gonna look at the price, they're gonna close their phone, they're gonna go back to what they're doing, and you're now like second, third, fourth thing on their mind, okay? 
So I believe when we can go through and do this before you leave their house, one, now you have no other work to do once you leave there. Because I believe that if you just do everything at once, it's actually gonna save you time because everything's fresh in your mind. When you do it two days later, you gotta revisit all your notes, all your numbers, everything you did, get back in the mindset of their project. And it's probably taking you an extra 10 or 15 minutes to do that, right? So like, let's streamline this a little bit. Yes, it's gonna take you a little longer at the estimate, but you're gonna have a lot less computer paperwork to do later on down the road or at 10 o'clock at night, okay? Um, obviously, there's gonna be situations where this isn't gonna work, right? Um, commercial buildings, different things like that. This isn't the process I'm talking about. I'm talking your residential repaints for 95% of people, right? If you're going to meet a real estate agent, they're showing you the house and then you can send a bid to their client. Again, you're gonna have to do that. Um, and I think in those situations, what I would always do is I would always get a hold of them and say, hey, we've got your estimate ready. Do you have five minutes I can just shoot it over and I can walk through it with you on the phone to make sure we're on the same page, right? I think it's the best case scenario for that. Uh, but again, best case scenario overall for me is on the spot presentation. I think it just encapsulates everything. You're able to communicate things with them. I think it just gives it a much better overall experience when everything's done in one spot at one time. And then at that point, all you have to do when you leave is follow up with them, you know, three to seven days later, depending on where the conversation's left at and just check in, hey, do you have any questions over anything, right? That's pretty straightforward. Um, in order to do this, you gotta make sure you've got the technology to do it, right? So you need an iPad, you gotta take your computer, you gotta do something where you can go through it with them. We say top to bottom, right? Make sure you just hit on everything you're gonna be doing, save the price for last. Hey, all paint, labor, material, um, you know, you're looking at 49.95, right? Um, save that for last. But before that, I communicated everything they're getting for that 49.95, right? Um, and then again, we have to be able, you know, have to be a little bit efficient in getting our numbers. That's why that number system is so key. Um, I always pre-filled in as much of their information as I could, or if I knew scope of work, what they were looking to get done, I would pre-fill some stuff into the estimating platform um, ahead of time to where all I had to do that, that day was put in the prices, price or prices if they wanted options, um, and then the details on the specifics on what we were doing, right? Um, so again, in that phone call, initial phone call, I tried to get as much info as I could pre-fill it out, that way I was ready to go again, just saved me probably a few minutes, three to five minutes at every estimate by having a lot of it pre-filled in. Uh, and then, you know, the other thing, I always set the expectation that this is gonna happen on that phone call. Um, so in that initial scheduling phone call, I say, hey, great, just, just so you know, block out about, you know, based on scope of it, what they told me they wanted done, 30 to 45 minutes or 45 minutes to an hour if it's a much larger project. Um, we'll do a walkthrough, um, you know, we'll get some numbers and we'll run through everything before we leave there, right? Set that expectation with them so they don't think that they're going to meet you for 10 minutes and then go and, you know, you're going to send a bid over in two days like every other contractor is doing uh, that they're dealing with. So um, the last one, the fourth one, again, this is all kind of flowing together, uh, but I tried to separate them out a little bit to be specific and talk in more detail in each one. Um, <clears throat> you should have a sales process that everybody walks through that is consistent and predictable and proven as much as possible. Um, not just, we're kind of throwing mud at the wall, we do this one way and then we go to this job and we do it a different way. Again, you're gonna have some of those customers maybe you can't do on the spot presentation with, but it should be, they're dictating that, not the mood you're in or what your schedule looks like, right? It should be a process that gets followed to a T because then that's when you can make adjustments and measure um, you know, the success or the failure of those adjustments. But for me, with the sales process, I think every six months to a year, you should think through the journey your customer goes on from the moment they reach out to your company, all the way through the estimate and the follow-up you do until it's a sold or a lost job for the sales side. 
Uh, and then overall, probably through all the way through the end of the job on the production phase, right? This is gonna help you identify weaknesses, breaking points of your current systems and processes, and also better ways you can serve your customers better and be better as a business owner, right? Maybe grow your revenue, grow your bottom line, anything like that. Every six months to a year, you should be evaluating this, right? And I think the sales process is really no different, right? Things change, technology changes, circumstances change, whatever, right? And if you do all four of these things, you're setting your business up perfectly for when and if, or if and when you hire an estimator down the road, right? They're stepping into these systems, especially the number system. It makes it very easy to teach somebody the number specific things of what you expect in your business and how you do estimates, right? Um, it just makes it very easy. Um, but in the sales process, I hit on this a little bit, so I'm not gonna go too deep on this. We're gonna wrap up here in a minute. Um, but you should have an SOP for how the scheduling phone call with them goes, right? What are the questions that get asked? Uh, the two clarifying questions, or um, like weed out questions that I always had is, what are you looking to get done? Does it fit within our scope of work, right? Uh, is it something we can actually do and do well? Uh, is it part of our core two or three things? And then the second thing is, when are you looking to have it done? Right. If they need something done next week and I'm scheduling out six weeks and I've got no flexibility, I'm probably going to tell them that and save us all a lot of time. Right. Or problem solve through that on the phone before I go spend 30 to 45 minutes, probably an hour with drive time um, going to do an estimate for something that's not going to happen. Right. Um, so you should have an SOP phone call again, end it with those expectations. Hey, here's what you can expect that day. I, you know, I'll come out, blah, blah, blah. I said, go through the estimate with you before we leave. Good. You got 30 minutes for it, 45 minutes, whatever. Awesome. Um, the second piece in the sales process, you should have automation set up if possible for reminders to them, for emails in the meantime, anything like that in your CRM and estimating platform. Um, and maybe Zapier is kind of an automation connection point between different softwares. Maybe you gotta use something with that. But for me, having that in place is huge. We just got a, a new CRM implemented in our business here. And I love it because every time we finish up an analysis meeting, once we move them to meeting completed, um, it auto triggers an email to them uh, with some stuff you know that we want them to see or have later on down the road. You can set all these parameters, same thing, right? Once we move somebody to new client in the onboarding phase, it auto triggers an email with kind of the onboarding email, what to expect, what are the next steps, right? It saves us so much time and takes some of the mental thinking out of it to where we can do more with what we have because we have the systems, right? And I think the same thing for you guys. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of things you can do. Hey, thanks for scheduling an email with us. We're really excited to, you know, come out and take a look at your property. Here's a couple of things you can expect that day, blah, 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 whatever, right? You, there's so many things you can do with this. Um, and again, automation is great. Uh, and then the last thing, just how, what's the process for the estimate, right? Again, I said, I would spend 10, 15 minutes with them doing a walkthrough, um, you know, getting to know them, get to understand the scope of the work, what they want done probably another 10 to 15 minutes, maybe get my numbers five to 10, depending on the size of it, uh, write it up and then go through it with them at the end, right? So it's kind of three steps that day at the estimate, the walkthrough with them, gathering the numbers and writing it up, and then the presentation piece. So again, have a good proven predictable process and system in place here um, for your estimates. Uh, and so I hope that helps. Again, I know I'm covering a lot of information here in a relatively short amount of time. I, I probably could have spanned this into a 50 week series, uh, but I thought five was more than enough and then we'll kick off some stuff. We got a couple of great episodes lined up to kick off 2024. I'm super excited about that. Um, but I hope that this has been helpful. I hope that makes sense with the estimating and sales. Again, if you have questions, if you need help with this stuff, guys, that's what we're here for. This is what we do. 
We work exclusively with painting contractors all over North America, US and Canada. I would say even out in Hawaii, because we do have a Hawaii client, but everybody keeps telling me that's part of the US, but they feel like they're on little island out there, pun intended. Um, this is what we do, right? We help people imp implement these things, put plans together, problem solve, figure out how to be doing the four things we just talked about today and in the last two weeks episodes and what's coming in the next two weeks. So reach out to us if you have questions. I'm always free to chat, answer a question, chris at elitebusinessadvisors.com. Go to our website if you're interested. We do free business analysis meetings, 30, 45 minutes on Zoom, get to know you, get to see how we can help, make sure we're the right fit for each other, kind of create that customized plan moving forward on what you need help with, how we can do it. Um, and say go to EliteBusinessAdvisors.com, uh, go down, schedule an analysis meeting with us there. And other than that, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.